Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. I just wanted to extend a happy birthday wishes uh, to Sister Kate, um, uh, Sister Anita, and um, also Sister Yolanda. Happy birthday. Um, May the Lord continue to bless, keep, and strengthen you guys always. Uh, My song of meditation tonight is my thanksgiving. Praise to the Lord. It's uh, like a prayer song, so I pray that it will bless you as well. My faithful Father, enduring friend, your tender mercies like a river with no end. It overwhelms me, covers my sin each time I come into your presence. I stand in wonder. Once again, your grace still amazes me. Your love is still a mystery each day. I fall on my knees for your grace. Still amazes me, your grace still amazes me, oh patient Savior, you make me whole, you are the author and of my soul, what can I give you, Lord, what can I say, I know there's no way to repay, only to offer you my praise. Your grace still amazes me. Your love is still a mystery each day. I fall on my knees cause your grace still amazes me. 
Your grace still amazes me. It's stronger, it's higher, it's deeper, it's wider, it's stronger, it's higher than anything my eyes can see, your Amazes me, your love is still a mystery each day. I fall on my knees, cause your grace still amazes me. Yes, your grace still amazes me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Charlene, for that beautiful song of meditation tonight. I was blessed, and I hope everybody on the line was also blessed. Amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath to you, my sister. And we will turn the program over to the man of God who will bring down the word with a hammer. Our heart should be soft and ready and open to receive God's word tonight. Happy Sabbath, Pastor Saw. Hello. Good evening. Thank you, my dear sister. Can you hear me this evening? Praise God. Praise be to God. Thank you for leading out this evening and a very wonderful and blessed Sabbath on the beginning of another Sabbath this week. Each and every one of you, in the name of Jesus, my fellow brothers and sisters, I say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. We have been hearing some powerful testimonies of God's intervention and demonstration of his power. God is still in control. He's still answering prayers. And we've got to praise him and lift our voice and with thanksgiving. You know, the text says in the Psalms, the Psalms, um, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. So may we never cease to give thanks. Well, there's a lot of things to perhaps people say to complain about, but there is much more to be thankful for. So if you're hearing this today, if you've heard the songs and the testimonies, then that's reason enough, reason enough to give God thanks and praise. He is faithful. Uh, to us, and despite all the challenges we may have, that's part and parcel of living this life, God is still with us. And once he's with us, he will carry us safely through. So hold on to his unchanging hand that never lets go of ours. I'd like to just uh, share a short word. 
if you this evening entitled what what's your SOS what's your SOS let's bow together as we open God's word one more time a wonderful Savior Jesus our Lord a wonderful Savior to us he hides he hideth our soul in the cleft of the rock and covers us there with his hand. Thank you, O Lord, for that beautiful reminder and message and song this evening. Lord, I pray a special blessing upon uh, our birthday celebrants on this Sabbath day. We ask a blessing upon each one of them, and uh, we pray that you will allow them to continue to bask with thanksgiving in your presence. And we're grateful, O Lord. Please now bless your word as it goes forth. Open our minds as we open your words. May we hear your voice. May we, Lord, see you more clearly and love you more dearly as we wait upon you, O Lord. Remove every distraction that you will be our main attraction because we ask it in Jesus' almighty and lovely name we pray. Amen. Amen. What's your SOS? What's your SOS? The story is told of a gentleman who was living in a hut in a mountainous region of Alaska where one day that little hut caught on fire and the settler there was left without any adequate shelter. He was isolated in the mountainous area and there were very little provisions in the cold weather of course that's one of the coldest perhaps the coldest state in the u.s and it was the middle of the winter one week two weeks three weeks had gone by and the man was finally uh rescued when an aircraft flew over and and, and observed the large sos he had stamped out in the snow and he had darkened it with the soot from the ashes of the fire. SOS, because he couldn't get any other help. His phone line was down. He had no internet. He couldn't text. He couldn't go on Facebook. He had no technology, but he had an old technology, SOS, which often is referred to as save our souls. It is an international distress signal and it's often used uh, through Morse code, but perhaps if there is no Morse code, you use the literal SOS and you could put it anywhere, and if anyone sees it, they will recognize that it's a distress signal or a call or plea for help. I wanna turn your attention to this powerful verse in scripture. Just to begin our uh, storyline, which we'll pick up in the gospel, but. David said this in Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he heard me. He delivered me out of all my fears. Psalm 34, verse 4, a powerful passage of Scripture. Just to break the ice this evening for a short devotional thought entitled, What's Your SOS? I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. What a wonderful uh, assurance 
from God's word that he is willing and he's able not only to hear us, but to deliver us. I want to turn your attention to a powerful passage of scripture that is told and recounted by the physician Luke in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, uh, verse 43. Uh, I'll start from verse, uh, just before verse 43, from verse 42. If you have your Bibles, please turn them there with me. Luke, chapter 8, verse, starting from verse 40, 42. I'll just read the latter part and speak to you on the short devotional thought entitled, What's your SOS? Bible says, referring to Jesus, but as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any came from behind. And the Bible says, and touched the border of his garment. Now, I'm pausing there for a moment because I need to give you some backdrop. This story is sweet. It's a wonderful story. You've heard it time and time again. But I pray that God will bless us as we receive this fresh word. His word is never stale. Now, understand that this story is a very fascinating one because it's a story within a story. The story actually begins of uh, Jesus' attention being summoned to Jairus' home. His daughter was gravely sick. And so this ruler of the synagogue named Jairus came to Jesus and pleaded with the Lord and asking that he would come to his house for his daughter was only 12 years old and she was dying. So Jesus is making his way to this house. But somehow, he gets caught in the multitude. And you know, the multitude is always around him. And there is always a press, a crowd. But somehow, there was this woman who uh, somehow wanted to get to Jesus. She had spent all her means, all of her savings upon physicians and perhaps uh, health clinics at the time and, and different remedies. And, and she was only to be pronounced incurable. They left her with no hope. And she felt like giving up. And so her hopes were revived when she heard about the man from Galilee, when she heard about what Jesus had done to touch those who were ill and make them whole, to, to, to help people who were blind and make them see again. She had heard the stories of those who were lame and maimed and were able to walk again and regain mobility. She had heard these stories, and so she felt this one last uh, desperate plea and attempt that come, somehow uh, rose up in her heart, welled up in her heart this, this opportunity if she could only get close enough to Jesus, if she could only get to Jesus, that he would heal her. So she thought that it would be almost impossible. So she put out her SOS. Her SOS, save 
our soul. But 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 I, I got another one that's coming up for you. It's not just save our souls, but the other SOS, seek out the Savior. Seek out the Savior. Uh, so that's the other SOS. He was going to seek out the Savior today. No matter what uh, was coming her way, she was going to press through the crowd, and that's exactly what she did. The multitudes couldn't stop her. The crowd couldn't press her out. She had one purpose, singleness of heart, determination to get to Jesus, to get the attention of the Master, the Messiah. She wanted to just fall at his feet. She didn't even want to have a, a, a full audience. She just wanted to get to Jesus. And, and the Bible says that, that she came from behind because the, the front was too difficult, because people were pressing. So she probably tried to side to the right and to the left and couldn't get through. And so she continued to press. You know, sometimes, my fellow brothers and sisters, when the crowd seems so large and we feel so discouraged, we've got to press. Somebody got to say press. What do we mean by press is you can't give up your plea. You can't give up your plea. You can't give up that last hope. You got to get to Jesus no matter what. Now, now here's the good news, that Jesus is there. He's waiting for us, but you've got to press. You see, if the woman just thought, okay, I'll just wait till Jesus comes my way. Now, sometimes Jesus does come our way, but sometimes he gives us the opportunity to muster up the last ounce of strength and courage and apply and exercise our faith. Now, watch this now. She never gave up. She could have just said, you know what? You know, it's hopeless. It's not going to work out. I I'm just going to hope that Jesus will come by. And you know what? We see that Jesus works in different ways. You know, he, he, he works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. We don't always understand the way Jesus works. But when, when, when God places something in your heart, when God places a conviction, then you must follow it. The woman had a conviction that she needed to get to Jesus and nothing was going to stop her. No crowd, no multitude, no person. So she pressed. I want to say you got to press on, my brothers and sisters. Press on. Jesus will meet you there. See, the golden opportunities have come. Somehow she decided, I can't get to the front. I can't get to the side. But I can get try to get him from behind. And if I could only but just touch. Touched the border of his garment. And so she touched the border of his garment. And the Bible says in verse, you know the text in verse 44, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. Now let's pause there for a moment. Dr. Luke, who uniquely writes uh, this descriptive passage, he uses very precise uh, language because he is a physician, and so he writes uh, with this context, he contextualizes this story, giving a little bit of um, medical insight and backdrop. The Bible says that, as he writes, that this woman had a flow of blood. This condition is often called a blood disorder or bleeding disorder, known as hemophilia, or those that we call hemophilia. There are those who bleed incessantly. They can bleed spontaneously because they lack certain blood clotting proteins. 
and so they are identified as having this blood disorder, hemophilia. And so this woman had hemophilia, and, and all the physicians couldn't heal her. And so for 12 years, she bore this problem. Can you imagine uh, having to bleed out sometimes spontaneously out of nowhere? Or if you get a cut, it doesn't clot. And so she had to use all these cloth bandages and wash herself. And you could imagine the embarrassment. You could imagine the pain. You could imagine that she isolated herself. Didn't want to come out. But somehow... She heard that Jesus of Nazareth, the Jesus of Nazareth, was passing by. And so she had to get to Jesus. Praise be to God. And the Bible says that as he touched, as she touched the border, just the border, and one other uh, rendering, it says the hem of his garment, and immediately her blood, flow of blood stopped. Can you imagine this? But then the Bible says in verse 45, and Jesus said, who touched me? Now, this is interesting because Jesus is being touched by everybody around him. The crowd is pressing against him, so shoulders and, 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 and hands and, and, and bodies are pressing and touching against Jesus. But, but somehow Jesus paused. He actually, he actually stopped for a moment. And he asked, who touched me? It continues in verse 45, when all denied it, Peter said, those uh, with him said, Master, the multitude strong are pressing you. And you, you ask, or you say, who touched you? And verse 46 says, but Jesus said, somebody touched me, for I perceive power going out from me. Now, this is very interesting. How is it that that so many people touched him, but, but, but he, there's no power was going out to them, but this particular touch, Jesus perceived, he recognized that power went out of him. Now, this is powerful right now. Can you imagine just one touch, just one touch, and she didn't even touch his finger or his hand or his face, and not even his flesh, but touched the hem or the border of his garment. Somebody said that there was more healing and medicine in the hem of Jesus' garment than the local apothecary, than the local drugstore or pharmacy. Somebody ought to say amen. Okay, you're not seeing what I'm saying. Just the simple touch of the hem of his garment. Now, understand something. Jesus stopped. He stopped, he turned, and he looked, and he asked the question, who touched me? Now, Jesus could distinguish the touch of the ordinary and the mundane versus the touch of faith. Jesus could distinguish uh, the casual contact of, care, of careless people touching him, but, but, but he could also identify the touch of faith. And this is so important. You see, he would speak to the humble woman words of comfort, uh, that would be to her a wellspring of joy, words that would be a blessing to his followers to the close of time. Jesus insisted on knowing who touched him. 
He wanted to know because he couldn't see her. Perhaps he went right down, stooped down low where all the people's feet were passing because she couldn't stand up. She would have been knocked over. So she probably just went crawling on on, on the dusty road and, and she was able to get through and just stretched her hand with, with all her might and muster and just was able to just catch, just just catch almost almost just that missing, missing Jesus would catch the, the hem of his gun. Jesus wanted to know. So when he spoke the question, his voice actually rose above the din and above the noise of the crowd because when Jesus speaks, everybody could hear him. When Jesus spoke, he said, who touched me? And everybody around him denied it. But somehow the woman came forward, perhaps trembling, casting herself at Jesus' feet. And with grateful tears, she, she told the story of her suffering and how she had found relief by just touching the hem of his garment. Jesus said, to her, something powerful. I'm going to read. I read the verse 47. It says, Now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she couldn't hide herself. She came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. She gave her testimony right there and then for everybody to hear. Her testimony was a witness of her suffering, and then immediately when touching Jesus, she was cured and made whole. Then verse 48 says, and he said to her daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Her SOS was seek out the Savior. Her SOS was seek out salvation. She did not stop, but until she got to Jesus, Brothers and sisters, you and I can't stop until we get to Jesus, until we can just reach out by faith and touch the hem of his garment. So I ask you this evening, what is your SOS? What is your SOS? Are you desperately going to call out to Jesus? Will you do what it takes to get to Jesus? Will you not let the crowd stop you? Will you not let people hold you back? Will you not let circumstances and distractions of this world prevent you from getting and coming to Jesus, what is your SOS? You know, it was not through the outward contact with Jesus, but through the inward touch by faith, which took hold of his divine power that the cure was wrought. You see, the woman didn't just casually touch Jesus. As she touched the hem of his garment, she believed by faith that she would be made whole. It is not enough. It is not enough to believe about Christ. We must believe in him. Are you hearing me out there, my brothers and sisters, this evening? It is not enough to believe about Christ. We must believe in him. The only faith that will benefit you and I, is that which embraces him as our personal savior, as our personal healer, which appropriates his merits to ourselves. Many hold 
faith as an opinion, but saving faith is a transaction by which those who receive Christ join themselves in covenant relationship with God. See, faith is not an opinion. Faith is an experience. Faith is a conviction. Faith is exercising our belief in a God who can heal us, although we cannot understand it. Faith, genuine faith, is believing, even when we can't understand. Genuine faith is what God is calling us to have. If we're going through something in our lives right now, God is calling us to put out our SOS. Only when we really desire, only when when we truly want God to do something for us, we will press on. Our living faith means an increase of vigor, confiding trust, by which the soul becomes a conquering power. That day, that day for that child of God, that daughter of God, she didn't know that day would change the rest of her life. That day was going to be different. She pressed on in Jesus' name. I want to encourage you this evening, brothers and sisters, press on in Jesus' name. Press on in praying. Press on in seeking. Press on the upward way. Press on until you get to Jesus. Can you imagine with me uh, uh, that woman who, after 12 years, didn't give up. She could have just said, that's it, I'm just going to stay home and die, but but somehow at the sound of the name of Jesus, she said, I have to get to Jesus. And imagine this, the moment she touched the hem of his garment, healing power flowed through the hem, through her hand, right into her body. And can you imagine, she must be, after that day, she could sing that powerful song, shackled by a heavy burden. Neath a load of guilt and shame. Then the hand of Jesus touched me. And now I'm no longer the same. And then she sang to a higher strain. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened and now I know. He touched me and made me whole. My question to you this evening is, what's your SOS? Seek out salvation. Seek out the Savior. Because as he touched, as she touched him, and he touched her, Jesus can touch you this evening. So what's your SOS? God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.